All right, it's good to be back, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I am Charlie Shrem, your host, and you're listening and watching another epic episode of Untold Stories. We're together twice a week, and I'm sorry, last week I was traveling around trying to take a little bit of a vacation, uh, pondering the next shows, but I know a lot of people miss. I'm so sorry, but we 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 travel down this crazy rabbit hole and we meet the coolest people and we talk to and we have the best time to truly understand how this movement came to be, where we are right now, where we're going in the future. Um, and we've been through a lot of bull and bear markets together. I feel like we've we've really uh, spent the time digging deep and understanding so many different projects and companies uh, where but most importantly, like kind of where the tides are. And it seems like. Web three or whatever we whatever everything is going to be built using this like layer is going to be how people reinvent the the web two and redo it on all these rails, but figure out a way to like create value out of things like relationships. Typically, the middlemen take the most fees and usually are the least transparent when they provide relationship value and things that are unquantifiable. And traditionally, that's where you'd have a lot of ambiguity. Uh, my guest today is going to talk to us about like how she changed that helped change that with her first business in the casting world. We've talked to, to a bunch of people in the film industry, and we're very fortunate to have her today. But using the cat and then how she's turning that into, into a new company called Meta Intro, which we're really excited about. And to be able to uh, uh, build out like a professional resume wallet for Web3 and using this all together, uh, providing value from relationships. Uh, Lacey, Kehlani, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. You're the you're currently the founder of Meta Intro. You started a professional casting network for media and entertainment called Casting Depot. Really cool. Everyone should check that out. Uh, you were involved in pitching shows, casting departments at various studios like and uh, MTV, Nickelodeon. She watched a great documentary about Nickelodeon recently. Uh, was the it Amy good? Network. Yeah, it was so cool. Where do you want to start the show? Um, I mean, we can start a little bit about, start with my background. I think that's a good tee to, to hit right before we dive into why I'm building what I'm building. Absolutely. So I, do you want me to just give you the yeah, <laughs> 60 seconds? Um, yeah, so my background is in casting. Uh, early on in my career, I had an opportunity to go work for Nick Animation. I love animation. If anybody ever has an opportunity to pursue a career in it, I absolutely recommend. It's like just a bunch of big kids drawing for a living and playing for a living. So that was a lot of fun. Um, at the time, I had an opportunity to move on to go work under the SVP uh, at MTV in the casting department, fell in love with unscripted casting and went on from there to work for a third party casting agency where I got a handful of my credits ranging from you know, Bravo, Food Network, Discovery, you name it, and had my first like entrepreneurial light bulb moment where I said, I think I can do this better than my bosses at the time. And so went to start casting agency uh, where I focused on unscripted casting and unscripted development. So I spent a majority of my time developing just show ideas based off of characters that I would meet through my casting process. And so I spent time pitching to the major networks, to production companies, loved it. And through that process, um, 
it was always a headache to cast talent. Um, if you're not familiar with the casting process, it's very similar to hiring. It's the same. This, the functions are exactly the you're same. You're coming from it from like the perspective of of the the network or the TV show or the production that needs talent. I was on the other side watching my wife try to get work using the casting world. And mm -hmm. it's like, I would equivalent to like trying to do stand up comedy on the street and trying to be, it's like, it's, it's yeah. grunt. You're, you're, you're pitching yourself with thousands of, of other actors. And then a casting director, a casting agent has to go and look at them and make a decision on a whim. Like, how is that? There's no, like, there's no filtering process. No. And there's solutions on the market right now, legacy solutions that have been around for years, but don't necessarily solve for the modern casting director's needs in terms of like filtering, for instance. Um, right now, the way that it works is you have 10 seconds of that casting director's attention span before they move on to the next applicant. Really? Yeah, it's pretty nuts. And um, there, there's so many ways that you can solve for it. It's not like a massive, massive industry um, in terms of, you know, finding capital to venture back a, you know, a new product. But yeah. the the functions are very similar to an HR manager. You post a job, talent applies, you interview the talent, and then you select talent to move forward with. Um, and at the time, the legacy solutions that were on the market just sucked. Like they were awful yeah. and they didn't do all the things that I needed. Um, so that led to my first startup. But casting in total, a ton of fun, especially on the unscripted side. It's just a super outdated process. It seems like the only way to filter is if you're trying to like play the younger version of somewhere else. And that's like the of someone else. So it's like, if you're yeah. Doing that, yeah, that's pretty. Then it's like, all right, then it's hard. But it, it's so difficult to do on both sides. So kind of how did you how did you uh, with Casting Depot develop ways to make it easier for, for folks to find the right talent that they needed? Yeah, so before I went out to build the tech behind the marketplace, I did, I had all of these um, like glued together solutions within my personal workflow process that allowed me to move faster. And, you know, you do things that don't scale. Like that was like my first memory of doing something that just like truly didn't scale. And that led me to then saying, how can I build a product that takes all of these like hodgepodge solutions that I've kind of come up that make the process work faster for me and move that into a platform? And then how do I give that platform to my friends? Because at the time, all of my friends were casting directors and film producers, and they all needed a solution like that. And so um, there were a ton of things that we did to kind of modernize the process um, for specifically the unscripted casting director, like, um, you know, being able to filter through applicants quicker, being, like, having a more, thing. yeah, like having a better profile on the people that are submitting. Um, uh, what else? Being able to auto schedule interviews, being able to share the talent options with the production companies or the networks more efficiently. Um, and then being able to hire and that process varies specifically from, okay, I selected a talent option to I'm going to hire them and then I'm going to pay them. Like oh, that is where we spent. Yeah. And we ended up running out of capital to be able to solve for that. But that's another story. And that's, well, 
a lot of the, you had the right idea because a lot of businesses don't think about like what the last mile is and solve for that. You can build everything else, but if you're yeah. not going to solve for that last mile, then how how is your business really going to change everything? And so that was definitely and still is a huge problem in that yeah. whole world in the in the entertainment world. But then so now like jumping it into meta intro, did you see the same problems as it came to like? Did you see the same problems in our industry? How did you first touch crypto and like, where did you find this problem the most? Yeah, so I've been passively in crypto for about five years. The actual story of like how I got into it, um, I was going on a date with somebody that was in the crypto space. And before I went on the date, I was like, I should probably know what yeah. crypto is. <laughs> That's so, really, yeah. Yeah, um, and that person still doesn't know uh, to this day, but that was my first interaction with crypto. And since then, I've been like passively trading in the space. Um, and so with the last start with Casting Depot, when we were going through the sale process, at the time, a majority of my friends were pivoting into the Web3 space uh, that were like all founder friends. And naturally, as an entrepreneur, like I don't know how to work nine to five. So like I'm thinking like, what, what else can I start? You know, like what are what are some things I'm super passionate about? What are some uh, ideas that I'd love to like solve for pain point solutions? And I thought a lot about my experience with building Casting Depot and labor marketplaces solve for two problems. First, attempting to reduce the time to hire like a Fiverr or an Upwork or filling the top of the funnel with candidates like a LinkedIn or an Indeed. And with NFT and blockchain technology, you could specifically reduce the time to hire in a significantly faster way than like a Fiverr or an Upwork and even reaching a LinkedIn if credentials lived on chain. As a hiring manager, I would never have to spend time verifying skills, verifying work visas. Instead, my job is maybe filling the top of the funnel with candidates or making sure that there's a company or a culture fit between that candidate and the team. And that's that was my aha moment. Um, was like, hmm, there can be something interesting here. Like maybe I'll, you know, start doodling my ideas down on on paper. And that was very much the genesis. So now your community is huge. Thousands of people in in Discord. You're launching uh, a, a resume wallet, and that will yeah. include kind of the things that you talk about: your certifications, proof of work, uh, credentials, but also like you know, potential relationships, people that you worked for, um, social connections. What's cool about this is that you're casting depot and stuff. You were building a tech forward product for a side of the, a section of the industry that still is like, if you look at these casting websites, like actors access and the like, they're just built. For oh the my moment. gosh. <laughs> yeah. so, so, you're, so you build that, but now it's like, here you have a tech focused industry that needs products to bring to those who don't know tech really like the like applicants who are maybe like someone who's applying for not just a developer job but someone who's applying to be maybe a teacher at a university and wants to have their credentials and, and their proof of work inside of like a, a tech this person may not be tech savvy you know a lot of our teachers were not yeah um it's very interesting it's very different building in an industry uh, that is very tech forward coming from an industry that was not getting people to move and film on a new product was like moving a, a mountain. It was awful. And we iterated so many times where like, is the language, is the product too much, too forward? Is it 
the market. Yeah. And uh, I mean, any when's the I would be interested to talk to like a film producer and say, what is the last new product that you used? That just got released. Really? That's the new one. That's like you get a new cat there. I, I mean, you should see they're still doing sign outs. I was on set last week. Is that they're still doing sign and sign outs on paper, chasing around oh people. Gosh. Um, all the payments are done manually. You have you have we had hundreds of extras because it was like a school based movie. So there's all like hundreds of kids that you have to pay in and out. Tutors on set. Oh man. Making movies is is, is hard, but it's like yeah. a whole thing, but it's so low tech. It's so low yeah. tech. Um yeah. but at the same time, um what are like some of the most popular jobs in 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 Web3 right now? Because it's not just all developers. Half my listeners are working in other industries and they want to come over. Yeah. So our Discord, um, I mean, it's it's been pretty incredible to be able to watch the market um, from the hiring perspective because simultaneously when new channels are added in our Discord, it's because of the trends that are I'm seeing in the market and the new positions that are being added. So outside of like non or technical positions, the hottest channels in our Discord right now um, that are well paid, um, legal, developer relations, security, product and project management, obviously marketing, social, obviously community moderating, um, what else? An like our analyst channel is super hot right now. Um, finance, like all of these roles exist. And as the companies get, as these like companies get larger, they're realizing, hey, I need a finance guy. I need an analyst. You know, I need a product manager. And so that's what the industry is seeing right now is the web two roles are popping up. And it's just the context of the company that you're working for is different. But the job descriptions for the most part look the same as a web two product or a company that's posting you know is this is this like the killer application for years we've been talking about how do we build like this and i'm going to quote because it's like how many times have we said this term like web three right like web three and i and i love it but the rest of the world is looking at us right now and they're really saying okay it's all talk but how are you reinventing yeah. and fixing problems that we've had for a hundred years and and it's interesting because one of the biggest problems going back when I had my first startup a bit instant hiring, I, I still multiple startups later, I still don't know how to hire because there are no it's all low tech. Like is Indeed.com the best we can do with art of the artificial intelligence world and all these other things that we're still using, like an online version of a yellow book. So I'm looking at stuff, stuff like this now and I'm saying you've taken a huge problem that we've had for a hundred years is like staffing and you've used this blockchain technology to like totally reinvent that for the rest of the world. It doesn't need to be a web three company that uses meta intro. Yeah. Yeah. My, the North star for meta intro is to completely eliminate the PDF resume. And I believe that I can do that through our wallet. So, you know, right now with wallets, most people have like a hot and cold wallet. I don't see why you wouldn't have a professional wallet that interacts with job applications. That Then that wallet holds your credentials. And if I can look at a user and say, I'm going to reduce the time to hire for you so that you can make money, so you can have economic freedom, 
um, I will have that user. Um, and the likelihood that that user goes back and has to use their PDF resume, I yeah. mean, is, is low because they've invested time into building out their meta intro wallet. But How are we looking at with um, headhunters and that section of like, for, is this how, what's, the, I guess my question is, <laughs> are, is there like a place for that? Uh, industry inside of meta intro, because that is a huge, you know, executive headhunting and, and management. Yep. Yeah. There's a few different companies. Now my friend Rob actually uh, does proof of talent and he just got bought out by Anthony Pompliano. It's like, it's all relationship cool. based. Can I give you my honest answer or do no. I give you my kosher answer? <laughs> oh. So my honest answer is I don't believe that there's a space for headhunters and recruiters in the industry, just because it's very opposite of what Web3 is about. Taking that traditional Web2 model of taking somebody's salary for placement, like, isn't cool. I think that's the difference as to why our Discord community has grown versus other communities. We don't take a fee. We see a business model in, in other ways that are that's kind of like turned on its head. A, a lot of the ways people make, you know, get jobs is through referrals of friends. Is there a way to like incentivize totally. within the wallet to do that? Yeah, absolutely. I think referral, how cool would it be if you got paid to apply to jobs? Like what if there was an incentive every time you were placed that was, you know, paid out by the community? Um, like I see that as, you know, something within a utility for a token, um, you know, that that's very possible. Um, what if you got, you know, compensated for always updating and leveling up your resume? Like, what if we encourage job seekers to level up their resume through token incentives? Um, yeah. No, you could totally do that. And you can have relationships between all these other people within the web wallet. I mean, once you turn the resume and you, like you take like that PDF and you turn it into into an NFT that can constantly be writable. Um, it's almost like a Carfax, but Absolutely. a better version of it. But like for people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's so, so many cool things that you can do. Um, and, you know, sky's the limit. There's I mean, even outside of just the hiring process, like what if one day the meta intro wallet also was your wallet to receive your weekly pay stub? to be able to keep track of your tokens, you know, that you're getting from working for these companies. What if we separated that? Do people care to have that separated? Will that be important one day? Um, there's all of these things that like at night, you know, when I'm laying in bed, I'm like, what if? Like, that would be so cool. What so, about the data too? Does Meta Intro have data that you could figure out, like follow the industry? Like even right now, can I ask you, you know, what are people building? And you could tell by, by what, the hirings that are happening within Meta Intro. Yeah, I, well, I can right now. Like, I can tell you that Intuit is building out their Web3 team and they're, uh, you know, building out like a way to take in crypto, which most people don't know. DraftKings, I saw uh, Walt Disney Company this morning was posting for like their new storytelling position. And so it's cool, at least from where I'm sitting, to be able to see all of these companies kind of figure out what their positioning is. Wait, Disney space. is hiring a storyteller? I want to work yeah. with a storyteller at Disney. Oh, yeah. It's so cool. Um, it's posted in the No Code channel, so if you want to go apply. Why Why is it important to have, like, a community of other job seekers 
hanging out with other job seekers and their and the people that are hiring and et cetera? Like, why is that important to have a Discord? And how did you yeah. build one of the largest ones? It's huge. Yeah, it it was built one by one. Um, literally, one person from Twitter I'd take and say, "You have to join our Discord and bring them in." And I did that up until about like our first thousand users. And then I noticed people loved the value that I was giving in the Discord that they started inviting their friends. And now the biggest source of referral in our Discord are people referring um, or coming off of Twitter. And I think with the Discord, something super unique as well is that I would say 90% of the people in our Discord, I've had a personal touch base with. Like I know what job they're looking for. I know their skill sets. I've pointed them in the right direction. I've encouraged them in the morning, you know, if they're having a tough day. Oh, um, how do you and scale that, that though? <laughs> you don't, but you do things that don't scale. And I enjoy getting to know my customers. I mean, my first 10, 20,000 people, I would, I mean, that's my army, right? And if I have an opportunity to get to know those customers and at least have a touch base with them and make them feel like they're supported, making that transition into Web3 professionally, like I would stay up the extra hour and at night to do that. And I do. Um, that's really important to me. And people see that. They see the utility of it. They get a sense of community. And then they come back and, and you know, they come back every day. They're checking the Discord. They're going onto Twitter. They're writing about us. Um, they're sending intros. Like they, the sense of community is very different in ours than other Discords. Um, you know, at some point we'll need a moderator. Like there are definitely things that like yeah. I need help with. <laughs> I enjoy it. Are you um are you noticing that when people are getting hired, they're still sticking around the community? Yes, absolutely. It is very odd for somebody to to leave after they've they've landed a job. And what happens is they come back, they tell me that they've gotten a job, they say how amazing the community is. And then they'll stick around to act as like a like a, a reference in a way or as like support. So there's a lot of ownership within the community. So they'll come back and say, this is how I got the job. This is how you do it. Um, they'll attend events. You know, they're still very much active. Um, and like, I didn't have that at Casting Depot. I never knew if somebody got a job. Nobody ever really told me. I just kind of assumed. Um, but here I have like actual data that people are coming back. And it's public. You just go through the chats, chat history, and you'll see. You're, it's, you ever think about like starting a crypto workers union or something like that? <laughs> yes. For the benefits of, of crypto folk all over. Yeah. There, um, there's some guys uh, that like are also kind of building in the freelancer DAO contributor space um, that came out of, I want to say like ETH Amsterdam, and they pinged me about what they wanted to build, which was kind of like a, a workers union for DAOs. And they wanted to write like a set of rules, you know, that all DAOs abide by for their like contributors, which I thought was super cool. DAO, like that's just like a little bit out of my realm. Sure. So there's not much I can contribute, but there are people that are thinking about that. Yeah, there's a lot of, and I'd always, I'd always comment, it's like, be careful who, you know, uh, like the, because, you know, a community that was built organically, you know, if they start to feel like they're being gamed or whatever, it's, it's like a scary thing, but yeah. um, you, you know, that, there's a huge potential here. 
at least to provide like value added benefits similar to like a film union without the yeah. union part. Like I want to join the producers guild just well to say PGA after my yeah. name. But yeah. <laughs> no, but but like they offer tons of different advantages like I've been told that there's a huge discount for on airlines that are like subsidized by the union. So I think things like that like a a benefits type of setup could be really cool because there are definitely some aspects yeah. to doing things together. Do you uh like I wonder if you can also I'm just thinking about like the data. I wonder if you can also like in the future look at the data that you have and overlay it with like the bear and bull markets. And I wonder what trends we'd see. Yeah, it would be really cool to be able to see that because even in a bear market, people are hiring. And I see people talking about it all the time on Twitter. People, you know, and you see the headlines, the layoffs, right? Yeah. A lot of companies had some massive layoffs, but there's still 4,000 jobs that are posted in my Discord community a month. Despite all of that, from large companies, and if anything, some of these companies are staffing up and nobody's talking about that. And so I wish there was a way that I could take that data, like even today, and be like, like the market, like the jobs market is actually not bad right now. I mean, it sucks, you know, with all of the layoffs, but all of these other companies are hiring um, and that are large companies, but I don't have a way as of today to relay that data. So maybe one day it will. Yeah. A lot of those layoffs too, were like, were like jobs that now those folks can, can go. There's like the whole uh, broken glass and, uh, uh, thesis and in, in economics that I'm totally Mis misquoting and mispronouncing right now, but there's a, a definitely a theory there. But yeah, you're right. Like no one talks about how we go from one job to a thousand. They only talk about yeah. when we go from a thousand back down to five hundred. Same thing with like the crypto prices. That they're saying, oh, Bitcoin's back at twenty two thousand. I said, yeah, but it's up from zero in ten years. Yeah, and all these other <laughs> cryptocurrencies too that we don't know what's going to be or how it's going to be. But we do know that there is this like really amazing technology out there uh, that like for some way now, for some, like it connects individual people together in a peer to peer way and, and allows us to do some crazy things like relationship mapping is one example that a lot of people uh, uh, talk about being able to solve. You can't do that yet. Um, are you, are you thinking that the, the resume wallet could interact with other types of applications and unlock different things. I'm trying to figure out where that will go. Yeah, I, you know, in the wake of just building this product, I've been more cognizant to focus on just one problem and one tool that solves it. Um, but there are some things that you could do and maybe people will build on top of our wallet. Maybe we'll end up building it. Um, like, for instance, right now, uh, how do you prove your contribution to DAOs? Like, and you know, that stuff, that stuff is traditionally gated, right? Can you use your meta intro wallet with the credential in, in the wallet to auth into the community? Yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't. Um, and that's probably not a crazy build. Um, I think that's maybe more of a matter of building out like an API. What about privacy? Yeah, privacy is a big issue. And not a lot of people ask me about that because, um, you know, with having a wallet, there are some things that we're starting to think about that 
will come up. For instance, when you use your wallet to apply to a job, how long does that recruiter have access to your wallet? Is it a snapshot in time from that wallet? Do they have indefinite access to that wallet? Um, what if that job seeker doesn't want you to have access to that wallet indefinitely? Um, and like right now, it, it's interesting because that's only an issue within Web3. If I were to ask a candidate, how many people do you think have your PDF resume? How long do you think they've it's had everyone. it for? Everyone, yeah. And nobody could, probably nobody can give me like an actual answer to that because they don't care. But if we could maintain privacy, yeah, if we can maintain privacy with there are certain aspects that I would want to hold back. Like, for example, even the years of when you worked, you know, LinkedIn, it gives people like basically like a timeline of where we've been and what we've done in our whole lives. That's like mm -hmm. private. And that prevents a lot of people from joining a lot of these networks that would otherwise be amazing candidates, especially for 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 deeply technical related problems a lot of people don't want to put their credentials out there people have mm -hmm. worked for governments people have worked for but if you could do it in a private way and allow for like and you said you said something brilliant right there you said it's only a web3 problem well 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 Lacey, i would go back at you and i would say it's only a web3 problem because it can be solved by web3 it's always been a problem <laughs> but we can solve it now i appreciate that challenge but yeah, you brought you even yeah. brought up piggybacking off of that you just also brought up a good question is what about people in security for that work for the government like how would they use this wallet and like what is the security for that look like if that's the case what if the u.s government came to us tomorrow and said we want to use meta intro wallets like how do we use this for our, our employees um i don't know i i haven't like thought through a solution Guys, I am so excited to talk about our newest presenting sponsor, SafePal. SafePal is an all-in-one solution. You got a beautiful hardware wallet. You have this amazing fireproof cipher. You got a mobile wallet, an extension wallet similar to MetaMask. You're talking about an all-in-one solution for all of your crypto needs. Founded in 2018, SafePal is a Binance Labs-backed, Singapore-based company, uh, the venture arm, where their mission is to make crypto secure and simple for everyone. You got cross-chain swapping, trading services, and more. SafePal supports over 40 different blockchains. I mean, check this out. Look at this. If you back up your private seed in this beautiful metal SafePal backup here and you keep it in your safe, fires or water or nothing degrading over time, you should not be backing up your crypto on pieces of paper. I mean, look at this. Look at the S1 here. It's so cool. This is the hardware wallet. You're talking, I'm used to using the Trezor or the Ledger wallet, but SafePal is a lot better because not only do you get the hardware wallet and the backup cipher, but you also get the mobile wallet, the uh, extension on your Google Chrome or whatever Firefox you use. So it all works together. You don't have to worry about man in the middle attacks and everything like that. You can go to safepal.com, use the coupon code Charlie, and you'll get any of these amazing products the extension wallet is free, the mobile wallet is free, the hardware wallet and the backup are really, really well priced. It's all super safe and secure. And I love it. I mean, there's no other way you should be using your crypto than SafePal. The answer would could potentially be that governments, like like the, the, the uh, federal law enforcement in the US, ha there are, they're like licensed companies. There's a certain, like if you want to, have if you want to be a defense contractor if you want to be have a defense company 
anything related to like even private security or anything related to like security or government work contracting, there are certain type of contracts that were given out or or different type of uh, organizations that are that have the certain licenses. For example, Blackstone, Booz Hamilton, all these all these different companies. Those companies, the government's okay with their employees working at these companies. So you'd essentially have like companies that are already regulated in a certain aspect because they're regulated. It opens up them to certain candidates mm. that could only work for these companies. And the smart contracts can do all that work for you and can be all permissioned. And just like permissionless is great. Something like this is permission because that's a perfect example. America could become a huge, could really change that because, you know, if people are working in the government and we want them to come to the private sector, they can't tell us what they've done in the government. But if you are the CEO of like a defense company, you have the clearances to be told what that person did. And therefore you can now relationship map. And I think that's a huge killer application. I'll put it on the, on the thought board. Yeah, like permissioned resumes, I think has a huge advantage because you can you can come back to that. And I'm still going back to like, do you think now we're in, you think we're turning this tide in this bear market? Do you have, you know, we've been probably in six, six to eight months, we've been through like negative price action. Are you seeing anything different now than you did then in terms of hiring? Yeah, I mean, right now, um the power in terms of setting comp packages is definitely in the employer's hands. Um, prior to that power was more, yeah, it was definitely more in the job seekers hands, even for like a, more specifically for a technical person. Um, and so I'm not sure how many employers have realized that, um, but negotiation power is definitely uh, in their hands. The similar thing is like in the, um, it's a similar way in the real estate market. And, mm-hmm. but that's not like a bear market per se. That's more of like, you'd have like a buyers and seller market, but, but, but deals are still, you know, there's so many people that are still surprised. They see the layoffs, but they also see the hiring and the VC capital investment and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out what are, do you see any VC funds like traditional large hiring for certain types of roles? Like in yes, that, in that space. absolutely. I see them in my finance channel. So um, Andreessen obviously has like a massive crypto team. They're always staffing up for them. I mean, I've seen Pantera. I've seen, I mean, all, or the other big funds. Are you um, charge for anyone to join a Discord? No, it's free. Um, I mean, I could be making money off of it. Um, it's just, I don't believe that that is my that's what I want to be creating revenue off of, um, at least today. In the future, maybe there's like a locked category um, that you have to pay for. Um, we also have a bi-weekly newsletter that goes out that's you know seen a little bit of traction and you know maybe I charge to post in that because that gets extra eyeballs. It's interesting, on our newsletter, the audience is primarily made up of VCs and uh, execs. And then the Discord are like everyday job seekers. So, you know, maybe one day I'm charging to be posted in the in the newsletter, but that's not what, where I want to be spending my time right now. And it feels like icky. Like, yeah, 
But this is like the perfect time for my listeners to to check it out because there was a point in time where like, you know, Uber was charging very cheap rides because they were focused on user growth and you're now mm-hmm. focused on user growth and you've, you're launching your first product mm-hmm. soon. So, and you're, the fact that you're able to, to speak to people almost individually and provide that yeah. service where you could be charging for that in the future too. I think it's a very important time. Um, do, do you ever feel that people, uh, that stay in meta intro after they've gotten hired. Are you ever nervous that they're like, they won't be super loyal to the company that they're working for because they're constantly like always looking out for the next thing. Is that ever an issue? Yeah. I think that's an issue across the job market in total. I mean, our employees, like employees that aren't like even, you know, employee number two, number three, number four, anything past that, are they even like, are they entertaining other job offers or ideas? Totally. I think that's super natural, um, but that's not necessarily my problem if the employer isn't providing a good compensation package. <laughs> so, yeah, really. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, you'd 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 almost like almost like expect people to be to be doing that because they are at the same time. And what's cool about it is that once they've come to Meta Intro first. It's and they start using the wallet. It mm-hmm. always stays in their history that they've used Meta Intro, and and you know employers down the road will look at that and wonder, you know, what this community is and how they can get involved. And that's where a lot of your your customer acquisition will be too. Yeah, it's kind of like a walking Trader Joe's bag in a way. But it's the web three version of it. But the web three version. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that sales pitch is the same to like educational companies. For instance, I was uh, doing a stages this morning with an educational company that's issuing NFT badges as proof of completion for the courses. And I was like, why wouldn't that be in a meta intro wallet? Like it's a walking advertisement for any other person that sees that wallet. They're going to go, oh, what is that educational company? Where is that badge from? Um, and so you can look at the wallet also as an advertising company in a way, you know, once once we get to scale. Um, but that's all to say, you know, the idea is that employers see it. They go, oh, what's Meta Intro? They check us out. They use our API. Um, and then they use us also to hire in our Discord. So Lacey, to, sum, to, to kind of sum up a lot, of what people call NFT, you're not looking at NFTs as art at all. There is like zero, maybe like it'll look beautiful, but in terms of like NFTs as art, where everyone thought that was what it was gonna be, you're like, no, NFT is this mobile resume wallet instead. Uh, That's really cool. Yeah, and I mean, technically they're NTTs, because you don't want people transferring out uh, whatever the proof of is. Um, but for like mass consumer sake, it's an NFT, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if that term is going to be like retired or it'll be co-opted yeah. back. And to, there have been so many terms, like there was, no one remembers DLT. There was this, I hated it. Uh, 2015, it was like distributed ledger technology. I said, we need to just go mm-hmm. back to blockchain. So thankfully that yeah. term was retired. What do you think about the term Web3? Does that drive you nuts? Yeah, because it's such a general, it makes no sense. It's such a very general term that implies, but I use it to basically create a difference between what 
how we've been doing things since, in my view, like the early 2000s, you know, until now, like the past 20 years, the internet has completely reshaped the way we've done everything, like everything, like the internet, you can't sit here and tell me that internet, ha internet has revolutionized sliced bread, everything, you know, this, 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 this new mapping thing, whatever people call web, web one or web two. So that's not going away. It's not a new category, but the internet, when it was built, and this is not a quote for me, but we've had people on the show that have literally built the internet. They've told me that this thing that we use today, even for this zoom, is just one layer and it's not built to do all these different things. So it was just hodgepodge together. There's probably 15, you know, agencies listening to our podcast before I release it. This is I'm probably this I'm probably being tapped right now. Like, you know, totally. there's no security or safety. There's no privacy going on in some in most of these technologies, browser history, all these different things. You know, I talk about half the things we're gonna talk about on this podcast, I'm gonna get ads for it in an hour from now. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we need to rebuild everything from scratch and incentivize the folks that are using us or else the other side of it, you'll see a massive people laugh, but you'll see a massive, like, uh, like you'll see a massive revolution against technology down the road. People will just like, you ever see black mirror, that episode where they had all these cities and communities without any technology, those will exist. And I don't want to see yeah. humanity going back in the direction. That would be insane. Although it would be cool to visit a place where you couldn't use your cell phone. That would be kind of cool. Uh, I mean, when's the last time you were interacting with people and didn't have any technology around even your phone? When I was in camping prison five years ago, <laughs> seven years ago, that's literally the last time, like yeah. not having, and it took me okay. weeks. It was so weird. Cause like waking up in the morning in there, it took me weeks to like not have a phone to grab in my pocket. Whoa. It was like a weird thing. I would walk around with a little notebook just because I was uncomfortable not having anything on me. Wow. Really weird. Yeah. Just write little notes. <laughs> I always have paperback book in my pocket. But Lacey Kalani, thank you so much for, for coming on Untold Stories today. I really appreciate it teaching us a lot. And I'm excited to follow you guys meta intro. I'm excited that our fun Drew Adventures, you guys were were you guys are part of our portfolio team of companies here and to see uh, uh how we can help you there and uh and to, to hopefully hang out in LA. Yeah. Hang out. I'll see you later. Thanks for having me.